sometimes in our life we think we need to get knocked down, yeah? We think we need to get knocked down here and knocked down there and knocked down again, yeah? And the truth is in life we cop punches, don't we? We cop a punch here, we cop a punch there. That is, um, that is kind of the journey of life. But there's also times where we don't have to get knocked down, yeah? There's also times where we don't have to get knocked down and we definitely don't have to get knocked out for the count. But sometimes we think we have to get knocked down a whole lot more than we actually do. We think we need to get hit and we need to get hit and we need to get hit and we need to get hit. But there's actually a place that we can live that is totally beyond that, yeah? There is like a place that we can live that is above our circumstances, that is above the stuff that's going on in our world. There's a place we can actually live in Jesus that elevates us above everything that is going on in our world. There's a place with God where we can flourish in the most harshest of conditions, yeah? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? There is a place in God where we can flourish in the harshest of conditions. And there's a way of fighting with God that is not natural, yeah? There is a way of fighting with God and there's a way of fighting in God that is completely unnatural to what we've been taught, yeah? But it's the way that God wants us to fight and it's the kind of fighting that God wants us to do. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith, yeah? actually says to fight the good fight. I just want to make a comment. We think fighting is about doing, but fighting is actually about being. Yeah, we think fighting is about doing, but fighting is actually about being. I'll elaborate more. And I really believe that God is saying this morning, wherever you're at, Whatever place you found yourself in, wherever you're travelling, I actually want you to get up and fight, yeah? Whatever pit you found yourself in, how terrible the circumstances look, I want you to get up and fight, yeah? Because what we're fighting for is good. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight. There's actually a good kind of fighting. There's bad kind of fighting in the world, yeah? There's bad kind of fighting in the world where people fight over politics and they demoralise one another and they say, say terrible things about each other. That's kind of a bad kind of fighting, isn't it? When people are bickering, when they're pulling each other down, when they're criticising each other, when they're demoralising one another, that's a terrible kind of fighting. That's a horrible kind of fighting. That is not, kind of, not the kind of fighting that we want to see happening. Brothers and sisters fight. Brothers and brothers fight, yeah? That's not the kind of fighting that I love to see. He did that. She did that. He did this. I hate him. I, you know, that's not the kind of fighting that God is talking about. But there's actually a good kind of fighting. Who's heard of um, the A21 campaign that Christine Kane runs? Does anyone know about that? 
So the A21 campaign is actually run by Christine Kane and her mantra is to abolish slavery worldwide, to abolish human trafficking. So everything that they do is about abolishing and eradicating human trafficking worldwide. So they educate people, they rescue people that are stuck in trafficking. That's what they do. But they have to fight for that. They have to fight hard for that. They have to run a race and endure long term to fight that good fight. Uh, Ruthie from Rise Church, they actually run a ministry and it's called Rahab Ministries and they go in and they minister to prostitutes, that's what they do. They go to Melbourne every Friday night, every second Friday night and they minister to prostitutes. They go in there, they take them gifts, they love on them, they pray for them, they, they bless them. That's a good kind of fighting, Yeah. When we do red frogs, when we go into the unis, when we go to um, O Week, when we go to Schoolies Week, we're actually fighting for the younger generation. When we run outreaches like the schools program that's coming here in May and we're going into five different schools and we've got a speaker coming over from the States to minister to young children, it's because we're actually fighting for them. We're fighting for their future. We're fighting for their God-given destiny. We're fighting for them to raise up and actually become the people that God has called them to be, yeah? So there is bad kind of fighting and good kind of fighting, so we are called to fight, yeah, as the family of Mount Clear. As the family of Mount Clear, we're actually called to fight. We're called to fight for our own faith. We're called to fight for the faith of others. We are called to fight for every person that isn't a Christian yet but will be in this city. We're called to fight for marriages. We're called to fight for children. We're called to fight for the broken. We're called to fight for the hurting. There is so much that God has called us to fight for in the good fight. But it's a fight. It's a battle. And we're fighting for God's plan and God's purposes in planet Earth. Yeah? And the truth is, we have to fight. We've got to fight to keep our own faith. We've got to fight for people that we love. Yeah? Because who knows that you can be doing okay? or you can be doing really well. And the next thing you know, life just throws you a curveball. I was not expecting that. I did not see that coming my way. That was completely out of range. And the next thing you know, you're fighting. You're fighting for your life. You're fighting for your faith. You're fighting for everything God has for you. And I want to say it again. Fighting is not about doing fighting is about being. So can I show you how I fight? Because you saw how Samuel fought before. He's a pretty awesome fighter, isn't he? Jess, can I have a chair, please? Thanks, Samuel. You did an amazing job. No, I need you a bit longer. <laughs> Thank you. So can I show you how I fight? Because there's a world's kind of fighting there's a fighting that we're being taught that says to do more, says to try harder, says to work harder. That's how the world tells us to fight. But you know what? How God calls us to fight is a totally different experience. So I actually want to show you how I fight. I want to show you this morning how I fight. This is how I live above my circumstances. This is how I flourish in really harsh conditions. This is how I, I rise above things when everything around me looks messy. 
yeah, and not how I want it to look at all, but God just brings me to a totally different place. So I want you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes, relax, (laughs) chill out. I'm going to show you how I fight. And um, I just want you to close your eyes and just give space to God. Just give space to what he might want to say to you this morning or what he might want to just deposit in your heart. Or just allow him to just completely and totally just love on you, yeah? Because God is all about love and he just loves to love on us. Just loves to meet with us. He loves to just, he knows our deepest needs and he just loves to minister right into that. So we're just going to play a song. And I want you to just keep your eyes closed and just have some God time. You are Lord Jesus Christ at your Father's right hand. You are Son of God, risen from the Perfect. 
Put on soaking music, put on worship music. I let God just fill up, you know, all the secret places in my heart. I let him heal up all the places in my heart. I let him just deposit his goodness and deposit his love. You know, fighting looks really different to how we've been trained to see fighting in the kingdom. So that's one of the ways I fight. That's probably my favourite way to fight. Yeah, and I just put on worship songs and I lay on, I sit on the couch or I lay on the floor and I just make space, make sure no one else is around and I just make space to just spend time with the Father. It's amazing the battles that are won when you're just soaking in God's love. It's amazing how your perspective changes when we set it on heavenly things rather than earthly things. Can I share with you another way that I fight? I don't have my Bible, but I wrote out my scripture. I normally, um, I normally pick up my phone because it has my Bible on it or it has devotionals on it and I'll just make some space. The other day I didn't have a lot of time, but I had about 10 minutes and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to get into the Word and see what it is that God would say to me. So I picked up my phone and this is one of the scriptures for the day. It's from John 15. And it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, 
he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse 4 says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So where I read that and I was like, oh, I like that. I know exactly what that meant. But a couple of things in that stood out to me. So I love when it says, because we've got to get into the word for God to speak to us, yeah? God speaks to us when we know the word too. Often we spend time with God and he speaks to us from the sowing of the word that we've actually done in our lives. So I love that it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And this is my favourite part. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So I read that and I was like, that's cool. God wants to bear more fruit in my life. God wants to bear more fruit in your life. He doesn't just remove every branch that doesn't bear fruit, but he actually removes ones that are bearing fruit that we can bear even more fruit. So I was so encouraged by that and so I just started to write because I was like, that word stood out to me that we can bear more fruit. So I wrote, God is always working in me. He's always doing a work in us for the good. Sometimes I think things are negative or a bad situation, but in reality, God is just pruning something. And then I said, I love that God actually has more for me. The verse says that the branch does not bear fruit. That does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more. God knows we can bear more fruit, yeah? God actually knows we can bear more fruit. He doesn't prune us to hurt us. He doesn't prune us to wound us. Stuff doesn't irritate us just for the sake of irritating us. Things don't rub us up the wrong way just to rub us up the wrong way. But God's actually pruning because he wants to bring even more fruit. So I love that. That was such a word of God for me. Yeah, and I love that it says that we bear fruit when we abide. So God was saying, abide in me, Melanie, abide in me. You know, fruit always comes from abiding. Fruit always comes from being. Fruit always comes from resting in his presence, yeah. Fruit comes when we fight the good fight by being rather than doing. You're starting to understand what I'm saying? Because when we be, then we just want to do, yeah? Because we've been so filled up in the being. We've been so encouraged in the being. We've been so loved in the being that we can't help but do. But we do out of fullness, not out of religiousness. So I want to... Um, so I love that. And that was from four verses. I just read four verses of the Bible and I thought, oh, God wants us to bear more fruit and he wants me to abide in him. There was like a couple of words that stood out. And I just thought, I'm just going to write those words that stood out to me. And then God spoke to me a little bit about that. It's amazing how two words can stand out and you can pick up a pen and paper and write a couple of things down. And the next thing you know, God has given you an amazing word for your life today. Yeah, we don't have to be theologians, but we can pick up the Bible and read three or four verses and God has a word. 
Isn't that great? And that's fighting the good fight. Because now the negative that I found about the challenges and the things that were rubbing me up and irritating me, I'm like, God's pruning me. God believes in more for me. God actually wants to make more fruit come to pass in my life. How good is that? So I went from being discouraged in the battle to totally encouraged about what God wants to do in my life. And when we abide, we actually set our minds on the things above, don't we? I love the scripture that says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Yeah, that's the NIV version. Or the NLT says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. I wonder why Jesus said that. I wonder why God said that. I wonder why he said, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. I wonder why he said in Hebrews 12 to fix your eyes on on Jesus. I wonder why he said that. Why did he say that? Why did he tell us to not fix our eyes on earthly things? Did he know that earthly things could consume us? Did he know that the stuff going on in our world could completely overwhelm us? Did he know the kind of challenges that we were going to face and walk through? He must have because he told us where our focus needs to be. He actually gave us wisdom. Fix your eyes on heavenly things, not on earthly things. And, you know, when we fix our eyes on heavenly things, when we fight the good fight, when we fight in worship, when we fight in the word, when we fight in prayer, let me tell you where our eyes are. Our eyes are fixed on Jesus, yeah? Our eyes are on heavenly things, not earthly things. Fighting the good fight is focusing on his love. It's resting in his love. It's being reminded of his love over and over and over and over again. Can I show you how else I fight? Let's pray, yeah? We thank you, Lord. We thank you that your presence in this place is so sweet, God. We thank you for the kingdom, that we are all just such a precious part of it, God. I thank you that you just bring the perfect word in season to just minister into our hearts, to minister into our lives, God. I thank you that circumstances in our lives can look overwhelming, God. We can wonder how we're going to cope, God, and how we're going to conquer and how we're going to do battle with this next thing that has come across our path. But I just thank you that you're our hope, Father, that you're our strength, that you're our ever-present help in time of need, Lord. I thank you that you love and that your peace and that your joy, God. And I thank you that nothing is impossible for you. I thank you for the gift of fixing our eyes on you, God, that our circumstances don't need to overwhelm us, God. But we can run to you. We can run to your arms. We can run to rest. We can run to a place of love. We can just lavish and and adore just the goodness of your presence, Lord. I thank you that we just need sit or walk or talk and you're here. I thank you that you're always accessible. I thank you that you're always good. I thank you that nothing's overwhelming for you and that nothing is too big for you. But you are the God of more than enough. That you are the God of more than enough and we thank you for more than enough this morning. I thank you for the strength that you give us, God. I thank you for our sorrow, that you're a place with joy. 
I thank you for our morning, God, that you can bring out dancing, Lord. I thank you that you do the impossible and the extraordinary on a daily basis, Father. That you're a good, good God. I thank you that you're so good. I thank you for your son, Jesus, that he defeated sin and he defeated death and nothing has a hold of us. Nothing can hold us back. Nothing can conquer us, God. Nothing has power over us, God, but your precious love. You're a beautiful father. Continue to minister to our hearts this morning. Continue to meet us right where we're at, God. I thank you that you have the perfect words, the perfect truth, the perfect perspective. Give us new vision, God. Bring heavenly upgrade. Amen. So that's how I fight. Yeah, fighting the good fight is about abiding in his love. Fighting the good fight is about abiding in his presence continually. It's about being. It's not about doing. The doing will come from the being. But we first need to be, yeah? And as we be, we pour it out too, yeah? We kind of have an abundance. We kind of get really excited about pouring this stuff out upon someone because, you know what, God just poured a whole lot into me and I just want to pour that into someone else. Can we play that song again, Rob, please, just slowly? Samuel, can you come up again? Because we think, we really think... That fighting looks like this. We have to reprogram our mind. We actually have to reprogram our brain. We have to reprogram our way of thinking. Because we're kind of being taught to do, haven't we? Like we've been taught to do really well. We've been taught to work really well, to work really hard. But being is a thing that we actually have to learn. It's something that we have to practice. Because we've been taught, you know what, I, I got taught to work really well. I got taught to work really hard. If I had have had a sick day from work, my dad would have murdered me. My dad had a really strong work ethic, so I got taught to work really hard. I got to, taught to push through sickness. I got taught to push through illness. I got to push through no matter how I felt or whatever was going on in my life, I got taught to work really hard, yeah? I had a really good work ethic because my dad had a really good work ethic work ethic and most of us know how to work really hard don't we so Samuel can you show us some fighting but this is what we think it's like we think we've got to try harder you can just go around thank you do we have any music oh it's taking the rocky one please oh no yeah the rocky one yeah we'll just have it quietly go for it Samuel you're awesome no we honestly we think it's trying harder we think it's working harder. We think it's having it all figured out. We get consumed. We actually get consumed with the battle. We get consumed with the fight that we're in. We think we've got to beat this thing. We've got to defeat this thing. We've got to overcome this thing. We've got to conquer this thing. I need to work harder. I need to figure it all out. I need to have all the answers to everything that's going on in my world. I need to work and work and work. And all I see, Oh, you feel sick. Okay. Thank you, Samuel. You're awesome. We love you. <laughs> you know what? And all we can see is the battle. 
All we see is the battle. All we can think about is the battle. Everything in our head, all the thoughts in our mind get consumed with the battle, yeah? And we just can't get out of this fight that is going on in our head. And we kind of get tunnel vision. Now, who knows what tunnel vision is? Does anyone know what tunnel vision is? Laurie, tell us what tunnel vision is. That's right. So when we're fighting our way, when we're fighting the world's way, all we see is the problem. All we see is what we're trying to fix. All we see is the battle that's going on. All we see is this thing that we're fighting and we become consumed with it and consumed with it and consumed with it. But you know what? When we get tunnel vision, we miss the Father's love. We miss the Father's goodness. We miss the Father's grace. We miss everything that he wants to pour in and pour in and pour in because his love covers us. It surrounds us. He's there for us. He's dependable. He calls our name. Yeah? He calls our name 24-7. He's all available. He's love itself. See, fighting the good fight is allowing ourselves to be loved. It's actually allowing ourselves to be completely loved, yeah? Fighting the good fight is allowing ourselves to be fully loved. To be fully loved. It's all about being, yeah? Because fights are won in the presence of God. David knew that. That's why he went after the ark. That's why David went to so much trouble to get that ark, didn't he? Like David went, if you read in the Old Testament, David went to so much trouble to get that ark. He wanted that ark, yeah? And he was going to figure out a way to get that ark. So he did everything he could to get the ark because the ark represented God. The ark represented the presence of God. And David wanted the presence of God with him 24-7 because he knew the presence brought favour. The presence brought blessing. They actually took that ark out in front of them in battles. They took the ark out. Sometimes they covered it. Sometimes they concealed it. But they actually took that ark out in front of them. Do you know why? Because they knew if I'm going into battle, I need to take God with me. If I'm going to win this battle, I need to take God with me. If I'm going to defeat these enemies, I need the presence of God first and foremost, right up the front before anything else, yeah? And when we fight with love, our whole perspective changes, yeah? He fights our battles. He wins our battles. Instead of being consumed with the fight, and there's stuff that we're trying to overcome, we actually learn to be loved. Because I actually think it's a process in, in, in letting God love us, in actually learning to let him love us, in learning to be, in learning to rest, in, in, in learning to just fight the way God wants us to fight. There's actually an art to that. It requires time. It requires discipline. It requires just creating space to actually spend that time with God. There's an art to learning to be with him. And when we learn the art, then we live above our circumstances and not underneath them. We rise above the things that are going on in our lives. And then we start thinking differently. Our whole perspective changes. You know, I was having this amazing kind of God moment a while ago and I just started thinking, what can I do for my brother? 
You know, what can I do for him? How can I love him more? How can I show him more of God's love? How can I pour more of God's love into his life? Because I just kind of want him to get this revelation of how much God loves him, of how totally God loves him, of how passionate God is about his life, you know. I want him to know that God is so for him, that God so loves him. I want him to know that he just doesn't have to stay in this broken place, that God has so much more for him. So instead of kind of getting weighed down my, by my own battles, God changes my perspective. And I'm like, what can I do? How can I love him more? How can I show him more of this love? How can I pour more of it out? Because I know if he just encounters it, if he just meets with God's love, if he just has a moment with God's love, everything will change for him, yeah? So I decided, you know what? I'm going to get up earlier because I'm going to fight for him. I'm going to get up earlier and I'm going to pray and I'm going to intercede and I'm going to declare God's plans and purposes over his life. I'm going to declare declare God's vision. I'm going to declare God's victory. He doesn't know how to fight God's way yet, so I'm going to fight for him, yeah? I'm going to fight for him and fight for him and fight for him till he can fight for himself, yeah? Because that's what happened. We go from being under our circumstances to above our circumstances, and then we start to fight for other people, yeah? Then we start to fight for our city. Then we start to fight for our church family. Then we need. Then we start to fight for our family. Then we, so we start to fight for the women and the men in our schools and in our workplaces. Instead of battling the stuff that's going on in our world, God actually elevates us to this new place where we can start to battle and take ground for other people, yeah? And that's how God wants us to live. That's why he says, keep your eyes on heavenly things, not on earthly things. That's why he tells us to fix our eyes on him because he knew it was going to be tough. He knew stuff would come that could take our attention. He knew things could come that could divert our attention from him. That's why he says, fight my way, yeah? That's why I've tried to show you a little bit this morning just some of the ways that I fight because when we fight God's way, we live in victory, the other day, I was going to um, a Pilates class. I pay for my Pilates class, yeah? I really love Pilates. A friend introduced me to it and I love it. If I was rich, I would go every day. It's, um, it's lots of fun. So I was going to Pilates class and my old mindset kind of would have been, I'm going to Pilates class. I, I've paid good money to go to this class, yeah? I've paid good money. I've worked hard for the money to go to that class. I'm just going to go enjoy my class. This is all about me. But you know what? A while ago I was going to my class and I thought, you know what? I just want to pour some of this love on my Pilates instructor. So what can I do? What can I do to just love on her? What can I do to bless her? You know, how can I just help reveal some of the love of God in her life? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop at the chocolate shop. And I'm going to buy her freeze-dried chocolate-coated strawberries. So I bought her this big bag of freeze-dried chocolate-coated chocolate-coated strawberries. And you know what? I said, thank you so much for taking this class. I am so wrapped to be here. And she is the most beautiful girl. But you know what? She was so blessed. She encountered God's love. So instead of me being overwhelmed by the stuff that was going on, in fighting God's way, I was actually able to pour that love out onto someone else. I hope I'm explaining myself. So the battle is never won in the fighting. It's always won in the loving, yeah? It's won in being loved and it's won in giving love. So I just want to share this quick thought I had and then we might finish. 
I've been listening to this song from Brian and Jen Johnson. After all these years, you should definitely get the CD. It's phenomenal. And I just listen to it over and over because I'm just so amazed by God's love, you know. I'm so amazed that it doesn't matter how many years go by, how much time goes by, doesn't matter what happens in our journey, doesn't matter the seasons of life, the ups, the downs, I got it right, I messed it up really bad, I loved that person, I was just totally not Jesus to that person at all, just doesn't matter but after all these years, God's love for us, it just goes on and on and on and doesn't decrease and it doesn't wither and it doesn't become conditional, yeah, but his love for us, it just goes on and on and on. And it doesn't matter how many years that have come, that love is going to continue to go on and on and on. And I'm so amazed that he's just as passionate about us as the day that he knit us together. You know, the day that he knit us together in our mother's wombs, he's just as passionate about us today as he was that day. He doesn't tire of me, doesn't get sick of me, doesn't get lazy in reminding me how much he loves me. He loves us just the same, yeah? After all these years, he so passionately believes in us just as much as he did from day one, yeah? And his purposes are always good. After all these years, he's still a good, good father. After all these years, he's still the ultimate father, the perfect father. He's still love. He's still peace. He's still joy. After all of these years, he hears all of those things and so much more. So I want to encourage you this morning, just lean into his love. Lean into his love. Lean into his presence. Learn to rest in his presence. Let's learn to... um. Let's learn to continue to fix our heavenly things, our eyes on heavenly things and not earthly things. Graham Cook says learning is just unlearning. He says learning is actually unlearning, unlearning all the things that you learn that aren't God's way of doing things, that aren't God's way of seeing things, that aren't aligning with God's promises for our lives, that aren't aligning with what God has for you. So unlearning is probably one of the greatest challenges and one of the greatest things we can do because we need to unlearn and we need to relearn God's way and we need to relearn how God sees things and how God does things and God's vision on things, yeah? And God's vision is love. So um, so if you're finding yourself kind of overwhelmed a little bit and your eyes have got stuck this morning on the things, <sighs> earthly things, that's okay happens to me we're real people aren't we we all get stuck sometimes we all get our eyes fixed on the stuff going on around us rather than the stuff above us I guess that's why I just tried to show you a little bit how I fight because I have to fight like that all the time if I don't fight like that all the time then I just get consumed with what's going on around me you know and I'm not seeing how God sees and I'm not doing my life how God wants me to do my life. And I'm just allowing the stuff around me to completely overwhelm me rather than live in this place that God has that is just above that. You know, God can flourish us in, in, in the worst, harshest, ugliest, messiest, most horrible conditions of our lives. You know, we can flourish in that. Yeah, 
We can flourish in that. We can be at peace in that. We can be encountering unconditional love in a crazy abundance in all of that. So I want to pray this morning because I've been having some conversations with God lately and I've been saying, you know what, God, I just want to live above it all. I just want to live above it all, God. You know, not that I don't care because I love radically. I care about everything that's happening in my world, you know, and, and I try and lavish and pour as much love into everything I can, but I don't want to live according to my circumstances. I don't want to live according to what's going on in my world. I don't live according to what I see. I don't live according to what the world says. I want to live how God sees me. I want to live according to what God says. I want to live according to his promises. I want to live according to his plans because our circumstances, don't, I'm telling you, our circumstances don't see what God's saying and our circumstances don't say what God's saying and our circumstances definitely don't believe what God's believing, yeah? So, so if we fight the good fight, if we fight his way, we will live in a place where stuff touches us but it doesn't touch us, yeah? Where stuff affects us, but it doesn't affect us because God can flourish us in desert places, yeah? We just have to fight. The good fight. We don't have to work harder. We just have to be. So cool to be with God. So amazing to be with God, isn't it? The things that God says when you spend time with him, the work that he does in our hearts, you know, the life that he pours in, the love that he pours in, he just kind of like wakes us up on the inside. He awakens us. There's like, there's like this great awakening that happens. So the more we fight, the greater we're awakened, you know. And the more we fight, the more we're loved. It's like the husband that said, I married my wife. When I married her, I told her I loved her. If anything changes, I'll let her know. You know what, 30 years later, that, that wife hasn't heard that. See, and do you know what? The husband probably still loves her. God loves us, but we need to hear it. We need to encounter it. We need to meet with that love. We need to be refreshed and refilled and refueled with his love continually. So let's pray this morning and close. That's an amazing picture, Grace. Thank you. We thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you that you are just the God of love, the God of hope and the God of peace. I thank you that you've given us such wisdom for life, God. You just knew the journeys that we would be on and the things that we would go through, God. And I thank you that you've just given us keys and answers, God, that we can flourish, God, that we can produce more fruit, God that we can just rest, Father, in just beautiful places, God. Even if we find ourselves in the harshest of conditions, Lord, there is just a place with you. There is just a place with you that is fruitful, that is peaceful, that is love, that is joy, God, that is expectation and excitement, God, for all that you would do. So this morning... We just lay all those things down, God, things that have been weighing us down, things that have been pulling us down, things that have been giving us tunnel vision, God. I know it's so easy for that to happen, God. So often that has happened to me, God. So often I've lived in that place, God, and that's why I've made a decision that I'm never going to live in that place again. So we just choose you today, God. We choose to fight the good fight. 
We choose to finish our race well, God, because I know in this place, God, there are races, God, that you have planned and purposed for every person, races that are incredible, God, races with, with um, wonderful finishes, God, races that are going to bring you and the kingdom so much glory, God. So we're going to stand firm, God. We're going to fight the good fight, but we're going to fight your way and not the world's way. So we thank you for just being a good, good father. We fix our eyes on you, God. We run to you, God. We just declare heavenly encounters with just every family member this morning, God, as they go about their week, that they're just going to encounter your love and be drawn into your love, God, and so hungry and so thirsty, God, just to fight the good fight, God, to just be God. Teach us the art of being God. Teach us the art of unlearning, Lord, and learning your ways. You're a good, good father and we love you, we honour you. We thank you for your house, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're just the most incredible God and that it's you that we can run to and rest in, find strength in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's really cool sitting up here. I think I'll just preach sitting from now on. (laughs) Have a great morning. We love you so much. You're the most extraordinary family. And it's so good to just be in God's kingdom and to know that he has the absolute best for our lives and nothing less. So be blessed in the journey and fight the good fight. If anyone wants prayer, we're always available. We love you. Have a great day.